Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Right. I tell you, uh, it's going to be like, you know, I feel really good. Like I'm supposed to be angry during this podcast, but I, um, I just ran a 5K again, which I've been doing on Tuesdays. And yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, like. It's also uh, been a couple of days. You've been able to maybe oh, no. make a little. I, I no. Actually, no, I actually prepared for this one and um, like put some thoughts down on paper. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's still the fire still burns. To to quote an old CM Punk theme song, the fire still burning, man, big uh, time, big okay. time burning. Here we go, here we go, I, big time burning. I'm gonna have to, I would have to bring back a classic phrase from Greg DeMarco shows of old. I can already I can already tell that I'm gonna be saying this a couple of times. So well, we'll have to see what it is shortly. Here, I'll give you the key. No, you won't. Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> Here we are. It's a Tuesday night. The Tuesday after AEW All Out. And we are recording your Babyface Heel podcast. Because there's two sides to every story line. My name is Greg DeMarco. I am the heel. Especially today. Patrick O'Dowd is a babyface. And Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle. For you know, it, it, it's, I'm not going to say all these things. You know why? Because I am the problem. And Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales are the support group. That's what today is. And Aww, that's what today's going to be. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's going to be... Might as well be, just play, play the soundbite over and over, man. Aw, put in. Aw, put hey. in. Aw, put in. I just... Oh, God. Johnny idiot face. Yeah. All right. Listen. This is the Babyface Hill Podcast. It's part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which is part of the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head... TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Like picking companies you're going to work for and contracts you're going to sign. This show is streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. So go out there, like, subscribe, and leave us that five-star review. I am at ChairShotGreg on your social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The website is at ChairShotMedia.com. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Patrick O'Dowd is at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T because there's no I in wrestling and there is one in Realist. For And there is one in Patrick and there is one in Friend. For the best friend and Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales is on Facebook and Instagram. Not on the Twitter because she is at the hashtag Miranda. Hashtag is spelled out. And there is an I in Miranda. For Miranda and for best friend, for the queen of soft style and a myriad of other nicknames, Miranda Morales. I 
am going to be in need of some help today. Like I just, I'm probably going to do most of the talking and then you're probably just going to have to console me. Like it's an easy ask for you guys, but it's, it's, it's going to be nodding. I mean, really this should be a video portion so they could just see us nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it'll just be, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Craig. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll get there. We will absolutely get there. I've got some other things I want to talk about. There are some things I want us to have an opportunity to share some opinions on as well. So those will happen and, and we'll try to try to make that a thing too. And uh, yeah, it's, but there's a lot on the docket today because of, 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 I mean, I've already played the soundbite. Everybody, if you know me, and and they do. You you know you know what the problem is. You know where we're going. You know what's up. You, it, it's yeah. It's gonna be a thing. But before it's a thing, we got some stuff we got to do because I mean it's still a podcast, right? It's still part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. We still got to do things like sell T-shirts play commercials. I got a little something I, I want to do before we, we, we really get heavy into the Adam Cole topic. So um, I'm already past the five minute mark, which means I'm, I'm good to go to commercial and, and do all yeah. that stuff. So I mean, Miranda. Well, Greg, you know, as you know, in show business, because I don't know if you knew this, Greg, but you're a wrestling promoter. I've heard um, that somewhere. It might even yeah. come up during this it's show. Word on the street. Yeah. 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 Sources say the best. At least here, locally. Um, and because of that, you know that the show must always go on. Absolutely. So we need to continue on. And in order to do that, Greg, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Go ahead and wind it up. Look, look at you trying so hard. He's, he's trying so hard, Miranda. He's trying. He's, he's oh, trying. He's trying really buddy. hard. With like arm gestures. And it's not. Fight. It's not pudding. It's pudding. It's not. It's not pudding. pudding. Yeah, there's no ing. Oh, pudding. See, pudding. 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 Anyways. <laughs> it's like, did you give yourself there, the air horn? Old, what happened it's there? Good old, it's a good old podcast where Craig and Patrick team up on me. Uh, you can go. To prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t shirt. That includes the brand new chair shot linear logo that you can find at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, which joins a myriad of t shirts, including the OG chair shot logo, the hashtag save tag team wrestling shirt, the queen of soft style shirt, and of course, everybody hates Greg. That and much, much more at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts only start at $19.99, but if you want to put in a few extra dollars, you can upgrade any T-shirt into soft style. Yes, you can treat yourself for just a few dollars more and get any T-shirt in soft style, both sleeve and sleeveless, because we got you covered no matter what at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And hey, Wrestling is great again, I guess. So might as well celebrate by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to support and rep the chair shot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, opinions, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. So do yourself a favor. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Before we get into the topic at hand, I got a little family meeting with with Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales, but mainly Patrick O'Dowd. I, I've oh God, done. What did I do today? I've done. I, I've done something wrong. I've gone wrong oh. somewhere. I don't know what I did wrong, Patrick. I don't know where. You know, maybe after seventeen years of, of this friendship, maybe I, I've I've neglected you. Maybe when I bought you a book randomly and sent it to you because I was like, Patrick would like this. I'm going to send it to him. I don't read, but I'll send it to Patrick. He would love this. Maybe I need to schedule the weekly phone call like, like, like Miranda and I do. I don't know. Maybe I got to do something. Because we went through an entire podcast last week talking about music, a topic that you're amazing, <laughs> a topic that, that you're, you're, you're killing it, and, and you do every week. On Chair Shot Radio, it's come up a lot on Bandwagon Nerds because of This Is Pop. And, and, and we talked about my affinity for classic rock multiple times. Oh, I and see you, you introduced the topic of, hey, any current music you like? And I said, no, no, That's nothing's really, really struck me currently. And, and then, okay, and, and we moved on, right? You guys talked about some things you like, and we moved on. And I had to listen to Bandwagon Nerds, which I'll do anyway, and which everybody should do Mondays here on the Chairshot Radio Network, to hear you recommend to Dave. <laughs> I didn't recommend it, Dave. No, you did. Go back and listen. You, you were recommending this. Oh, did I? Okay. A band by the name of Greta Von Fleet. A band okay. that I've never yeah. fucking heard of. Because I don't <laughs> listen to current music. My bad. So... So, so, so I'm intrigued when you're talking about this on Bandwagon Nerds. This is why people need to listen to Bandwagon Nerds. It's also a commercial for Bandwagon Nerds. So I fire up yeah. Highway Tunes or whatever that song's called that I just played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And within 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 3-0, not 13, because <laughs> the intro's a little long, 30 seconds, Greg had a new favorite current band. Oh, look oh, at that. look at you. Uh, well, then I, I'm sorry, Greg, that it didn't come up last week. But I'm glad you listened to Bandwagon Nerds. I always to do. discover. And and I mean, I am literally like within 30 seconds. And you talked about it. You were like, I mean, and, and you said it like heavy, heavy Led Zeppelin influence. Like what people just heard. They can oh, hear yeah. Led Zeppelin influence. But I listened to a bunch as I was doing the road work, as I like to call it, um, yesterday after listening to Bandwagon Nerds last night. And is when I did this because you know it was Monday Labor Day we were off, and and I also heard some Guns N' Roses influence. I even heard because you know it, classic rock it runs deep. I heard some Cinderella. I even heard some Warrant, not Cherry Pie Warrant, but like Uncle Tom's Cabin Warrant, and right, like and, the rest of Warrant. Yeah, um, and 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 yeah, just like blown away immediately. Not a single song I haven't liked that I listened to. Well, now, have you listened to both albums? Because they have two. I've listened to, I think they have three, based on what I saw. They got a third one now? They might have released like an EP or something. I don't know. Um, Maybe, I don't know. But, but I've listened to probably, I've probably listened to 10 or 12 songs at this point. So I've probably sampled both albums. Um, and, and yeah, but I mean, literally... Within 30 seconds, and then uh, as this song is playing, I'm like, this is too good to be true. It is. <laughs> too good to be true. So I listened to more songs, and I was waiting for the bad one. It ain't out there. There ain't a bad one. Yeah, and they, uh, yeah, they're, I, I, like I said, I think they get maligned because of how much they sound like Led Zeppelin by, like, music snobs uh, who don't really 
Well, I like, honestly, if you if you're just hung up on the dude's voice and the way he sings, then which is then perfect. you're just you're just gonna you're just gonna be miserable about it. But um, I yeah, I really like them. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if I mentioned like the last time they were out and about and touring. You didn't mention anything touring, to me anyway. Well, not to you, but like to Dave. <laughs> uh, there's a woman who uh, by the name of Dorothy. Um, and that's the name of the band too, is Dorothy, who I, I actually listened to them because she was, I, li- I heard of her through Greta Van Fleet and their tour and was like, I like her a little bit more than I like Greta Van Fleet. And it's the same sort of deal. Like she's got a very strong classic rock vibe to her. Um, her, the first album she put out is much more rock heavy than the second one. The second one, um, heads in a little bit of a different direction but she rocks hard and is really really good as well so as you're as you're listening to people who make music these days dorothy is also worth a listen and would strongly recommend it so yeah, their, their current tour is not rolling guess, through through the phoenix right. i just looked it up but yeah we'll uh but, but uh, you know i'm sorry greg that i didn't Think to so when you said no, oh, I'm not listening to anybody him. current. I didn't just jump at the opportunity <laughs> to be like, well, which is funny because but, uh, that would be the most you thing to do to be like, well, hey, here's a suggestion. Right. Like, this is what you do. Just it is true. Think. I should I should have done that. Um, but if you like, I said, if you if you have an inkling to listen to Dorothy, her album Rock Is Dead, the first song Kiss It is one of my favorites, and just straight up rocks hard and i like it a lot again very strong classic rock vibe speaking of kiss it adam cole signing with AEW can do just that as we are going to transition to our topic du jour on this week's edition of the babyface podcast okay we all know what happened at all out either you know or you don't care and i can't imagine that if you're listening to a podcast about wrestling on a wrestling network on a wrestling website that you don't care. But just to recap, okay, CM Punk wrestled his first match in seven years. Ruby Riot debuted in the AEW Casino Casino Royale as Ruby Soho. Minoru Suzuki showed up to attack John Moxley. Adam Cole debuted at the end of a Kenny Omega promo. And Daniel Bryan Danielson debuted after that. All of these are big, okay? Some bigger than others. And maybe if we have time later, we'll see. We can rank them from, from one to five. If not, maybe we do that on the hashtag Miranda show. But obviously, you all know, you all being the royal you as well as Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales, that I want to talk about one more than the others. Adam Cole made his AEW debut, and Greg DeMarco is none too pleased. Now, I mean, do you guys want to share any thoughts? Or do you just want me to go? Well, let's share our thoughts first. Cause yes. Because we we we'll never we, get it in after this. Well, we also have an idea of how Greg feels about it. So yes. I, I, I don't know how to feel about the decision yet because I, as I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you. Oh, no, right, no I'm talking. Go. I'm talking. Kenny Omega uh-huh. closed a promo saying anyone who could beat him is either retired or dead. And that, first of all, that's the most Kenny Omega thing ever to say. And that led to Adam Cole's appearance. Adam Cole immediately super kicks Jungle Boy on a show that featured about 472 super kicks, and not a good super kick either, and immediately sided with the elite. And this led to the debut of Daniel Bryan Danielson, which I'm going to call him forevermore now. Just, just, just Bob Lashley, Daniel Bryan Danielson. Take notes, everybody. By the end of the segment, Daniel Bryan Danielson is on the ropes, celebrating listening to Yes Chance, and Adam Cole is retreating with the Elite. Now, I have some problems with this. As you could imagine, as everybody could imagine, I have some problems. You having problems with this? No. I'm shocked, I tell you. I know. Just let him talk. Let him talk. Let him get it off his chest, Miranda. The best (sighs) thing to do is just let him go. (laughs) Hey, Greg, it's time for you to wind yourself up. Oh, oh, I'm wound. And, wound. and unwind. And I got some things. Danger zone. I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send Greg a photo of Chunk dressed like Chuck Norris from the Goonies 
called Chunk Norris. I'm going to send this to you. Okay. Because I think it'll make you smile. I'm gonna, okay. Well, while you're doing that, I need to point out a few things. Number one, Adam Cole was immediately demoted mere moments after making his debut. He showed up. He gets all the reaction in the world. And by within minutes, Daniel Bryan Danielson is all the rage and Adam Cole is retreating with the elite. AEW fans are already citing this as CM Punk and Brian Danielson. With Adam Cole as a nice added bonus. Icing on the cake. The afterthought. Here's what's even worse, okay? Adam Cole later revealed in his post-media scrum, everybody likes the word scrum. We once did a hashtag Miranda show called Such Good Scrum just because of these idiots that love the word scrum. Later revealed that when he signed his short-term extension to finish up his feud with Kyle O'Reilly, He'd already made up his mind that he was going to AEW in December. So everything we've seen since December was Adam Cole knowing where he's going. Also coincides with when he started to lose pretty much any muscle that he actually had. Adam Cole also called All Out, AEW All Out, the greatest night of his career. Do you hear what I said, Patrick O'Dowd? The greatest night of his career. Miranda, the greatest night of his career, the night he walked out and got demoted to a lackey. He did say that. So here is shocking statement number one that I have had to come to grips with. I I, I don't even if I can bring myself to say it. Say it. Say it's it. okay. It's okay. Adam Cole's it's a guy. Here. I knew <gasps> I knew you were going to say it. He's a guy. He's just a guy, Patrick. This is the biggest demotion. This This is a guy. This is a demotion. Here's the thing, Miranda. He's a guy being led by a dude running beside boys. And here's the worst part. It's what he wants to be. You can't. Some some people are just happy with, with that role. Man, I, I don't, I don't, I know that it disappoints you because you want so much more for him, and you know that he's a much that he could be so much yeah. more. And I think you you saw the potential for a big future with the WWE, and so, and, and let's be frank, you're taking it personally because of your personal investment in, in the in this career, this character, and and how much you've been behind it. But if a dude's ha- like, if a guy's happy being a guy. Like I know, more power to that guy. You just gotta let the guy be a guy. Well, I, I here's the here's the other thing. I am gonna say this, Greg, and and you're not gonna buy it. So I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna reject it out of hand. All right. Okay. But I'm gonna say this. To you let it marinate in one day. I, I knew you were gonna say that, and and I'm gonna get to something like that later. A different version right. of that, though. But here's what kills me. This is the greatest night of his career. A shitty super kick and retreating with the elite. Who, by the way, the last time they were together, turned on him and buried him. So he could leave Ring of Honor and go to WWE. And that's all forgotten because he's resurrected on BTE. Because that's a thing. Not the night. First of all, it's the greatest night of his career. The night he was overshadowed by a guy he's beaten on SmackDown. In Daniel Bryan Danielson. Bigger than June 1st, 2019. The night he beat Johnny Gargano clean to become NXT champion, which was him being trusted with the leadership of the hottest brand in pro wrestling at the time. A title he held for 403 days, which was the first night NXT stood on its own by having a takeover that didn't accompany a WWE pay-per-view. And this was bigger than that? I mean... It's almost as if wrestlers like everyone else are prone to hyperbole, Greg. Like, like coming out to a shitty knockoff of your NXT theme is better than that. Cause that's what they're doing now. Listen to Brian Anderson's theme. Listen to Adam Cole's theme. Like they're literally doing shitty knockoff themes now too. Like, like I kind of want to bury the lead, but it's fucking WCW all over again. How he defines the best night of his life. Like everyone has the definition of what the best night of their life is. And it's not always, you know, what mine is, is will be different than yours. 
granted, I've never won the NXT World Championship, and I never will. So um, that's a hard thing to to live up to. But you know, <laughs> you know, maybe he was saying that in the moment. You know, and in retrospective, maybe in hindsight that will pop up again. But it seems like, to your point about a guy being a guy, you know, he made the choice that he wanted to be a wrestling guy. In December. You know, that that was a choice that he made and he stuck with and now he's living in it. In a company full of dudes and guys. And the female equivalents of dudes and guys. In in what? Gals and girls. I don't remember what we called them. It's 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 basically dude guy wrestling, is what AEW is. It's dude guy pro. Mm-hmm. So we're we'll start calling it dude guy pro. So Greg, say if he would have had made his appearance anywhere else other than AEW, mm-hmm. would you still have this same Thought processing reaction I, of him going anywhere else. I'll take it a step WWE. further. I'll take it a step further than that, Miranda. I'd be okay with his AEW debut if it wasn't the writing on the wall of how he's going to be booked in AEW. Let me give you you what you just gave me the perfect segue to what I want to talk about next. I didn't even know it. This is why you're the most special podcaster. Let me give you love, an alternative booking idea. When he doesn't create it, he hates it. It has so. nothing to do with who created it. It has to do with the fact that you always say it because you love it. Kind of like and, how Greg's a wrestling promoter. Did you know that? At least I do that at times where it's prevalent to the story. You guys just bring it up before I can anyway, so it doesn't matter. But let me give you an alternative booking idea. Because I don't know if you know this, but I'm also a booker. Um, so humor me for no, a minute. No, I think. Daniel Bryan Danielson debuts in the Adam Cole spot, right? Kenny Omega cuts his dumbass promo about how anybody who could beat him is either retired or dead. And this causes Daniel Bryan Danielson to come out. Huge pop. Everybody's going crazy, okay? This causes the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, all right, two boys and a guy, to retreat. Once they're gone, Adam Cole slides in from behind and Super kick to Brian Danielson. We end the pay-per-view with Adam Cole in his brand new All Elite Bay Bay t-shirt, which is on sale the next day at ProWrestlingTees.com, standing over Brian Danielson. Now we have intrigue surrounding Adam Cole, intrigue surrounding the Elite, and intrigue surrounding Daniel Brian Danielson. You can still sell the t-shirts. You can still end up with Cole in the Elite. You can even kick off. Dynamite with Adam Cole explaining his actions lead this to a match between Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, which then he joins the elite, right? You can use it to do, I don't know, tell a freaking story. But AEW doesn't do that because it's, it's dude guy, dude guy. Uh, But they, they just didn't tell your story. They didn't tell any story. They did. They told the shitty story, but they still told the story. Like it's not a story at all. It's horrible. Well, like, I mean, it could be the beginning of Jungle a Boy. Like that's what's going on here. Like that's Jungle Boy. It's in his freaking boy. name. Oh, no, I get you. I get you. Like it's, it's just it's not what you want. And then people on Twitter but, were like, "Well, but they couldn't do that because Brian Danielson had to do the show closing promo with with like he can't talk after one super kick." No, he can't because Adam Cole's super kicks are so devastating. You know, you wouldn't get up for it. Well, not anymore. Anyway. Uh, no, he's in AEW now. So Super kicks are meaningless. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it does show as even just the fact that they had to order it that way does show that they put a higher value in Brian Daniel. Dan, Daniel Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson. Then and then Adam Cole. Did they Absolutely. debut too many people? What's that? Did they debut? I did think they so. Debut, did they um, debut too many people? On yes that and show? no. Yes and no. We'll get there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. So here's what we have: we have Adam stole the lackey for a shitty stable with a shitty leader, but apparently it's okay if you look at the Twitter, okay? Because his girlfriend, who by the way he lives with, works there, and he gets to run with his friend. Oh, and he gets to stream on Twitch too, so it's perfectly copacetic. Except it's not copacetic. It rhymes with copacetic. It's pathetic. 
It's pathetic that the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth has now forced me to vacate that position and find someone else to give it to. It's Roman Reigns now. Yeah. Acknowledge him. Yeah. Acknowledge me. I hereby acknowledge my tribal chief and my head of the table as the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth. Oh, wow. So this is, again, this is the demotion. You talk about. No, no, that's not a demotion. That's a renouncing. Like he let's 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 go IWC. I'm burying him. You are burying. I'm burying Adam Cole. This this is the renunciation of Adam Cole, which this I did not think we'd ever get here. Not the man crush. Not the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth. Not your countless pick for you know superstar of the year, wrestler of the year. You know, fully deserved. The greatest NXT champion of all time. No more. Renounced. Renounced. Look, what's in the past happened. And I'm not, that's not going away. The future's what I'm worried about. And let's be honest, I've told it to both of you guys. On the air, not on the air. I was worried about him on the main roster in WWE. Mm -hmm. My ideal situation, as I believe I talked about in the Hashtag Miranda show, was that he signs with WWE goes to NXT through like the end of the year so he can get his feud with Samoa Joe, which he said he wanted, which he said he wanted after he already said he was going to go to AEW apparently. And and then give take a shot at Raw or SmackDown, sign like a two-year deal. And if it doesn't work, then go to AEW when the freaking place isn't so crowded and he'll have an opportunity to shine. I just, it just rubs me the wrong way. Now, we're going to get to some of the other things that you brought up, Patrick and, and Miranda, too, because I want to talk about that. Any other thoughts about Adam Cole before we take a commercial and, and maybe shift gears just a little bit? I mean, I'm going to circle back to I agree. I, I understand your feelings. I, I hear there's a lot of I feel I feel the feelings, Greg. You should. Um, I, I've said this a lot of times when we've put out you know, our concerns about WWE programming and and as a not fan of AEW, I'm saying this to to you, let it marinate at least like, you know, a month, maybe two, see what happens. Just see what happens. Maybe, maybe they'll change your mind. I don't know that they will. We'll see. But you got to see where it goes. Definitely playing from behind. My own doing, but definitely playing from behind. Miranda, thoughts? Strictly on Adam Cole, because we'll get to the other stuff. No, yes, yes, yes. I mean, it it definitely was a surprise. I was shocked. I did not expect to see him there, even though it was reported, even though, uh, you know, everyone, uh, it just, to me, was wrestling news with a Z. Um, But I do think it's the realization, and we've talked about this before, you know, what wrestlers want out of their careers and he's made a very clear decision. And as you pointed out, you know, he's made his decision on what he wants out of his career. And I don't, and even with the WWE, it truly is never say never. So yeah. even in this moment, I don't think it's, the door is completely closed uh, to WWE. But if if there ever is a way to circle back around, but I think it's very clear about what he wants out of yeah, what he wants out of his career and what what once he wants out of his life now, and that is fair for anyone to make that decision. Except Adam Cole, not really. That's just the bitter bus talking there. It absolutely yeah. is. It absolutely that's, is. That's, that's that's just the bit yeah the bitter bus. I acknowledge it's okay. that. I, I own that 100%. So let's go to commercial, and I'm going to come back with with a little bit of an alternative look because I have to be a responsible journalist, and then we can talk about a few other things. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So here's the responsible journalist that I have to be. 
And this will make perfect sense. Because I, as, as Patrick and, and Miranda can both attest to, right, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I have no problem being wrong. Like that's always a big criticism, right? You just always think you're right, whatever. I, I totally can be wrong. I, I, I put together wrestling shows and people change them and I love what they do and, and they go amazing. And I, and I never balk unless I really believe and firmly where I'm at. So I'm going to admit, take an alternative look at this because I feel like I have to. If I had Adam Cole on this show right now for an interview, or maybe next week. I don't think I won't try. He won't reply to my email, but I don't think I won't try. Maybe he will. I don't know. He's a super nice guy. And I presented all of this to him. I firmly believe he would have one reply to me. And he would say, if you believe in me as much as you say you've been, or as you've been saying you do for years, then you have to trust me here. Trust me to get over. Trust me to rise above. Trust me to be the star that you think I am. Trust me to find my way to the main event like I've done in every single company I've ever worked for. Because he has. He went from being a mid-carder in Ring of Honor to winning the world title, turning heel right away, and becoming their biggest star. He showed up in NXT. He was on takeovers, off takeovers. Johnny Gargano needs an opponent because Tommaso Champ is injured. Next thing you know, he's world champion for 403 days. Like, he always rises to the top. And so I think if he were on this show, he would... Say, don't write me off too fast. Yes, I'm in the elite. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm their lackey right now. Yes, I'm retreating. Yes, I was overshadowed by Daniel Bryan Danison. Yes, I'm the afterthought after CM Punk and, 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 and Daniel Bryan Danielson. God, it would suck to be Andrade right now. But yes, all of that stuff is true, but you got to trust me. You've trusted me so far. I think that's what he would say. And I think I probably have to find a way to do that. That's deep. Well, I can be deep sometimes. Yeah, I got nothing on that. That's a very reasonable attitude to to have, Greg. And, and I just got to get there because I'm not there yet. But right. I got to get. Yeah, there. Just like yeah. you, you, you haven't you haven't embraced that attitude yet. But no. I, I at least. But I know I need it. to. Well, it's, and it, yeah, oh, you, no, I was going to say you did talk about history, you know, and if history has shown us anything, is that Adam Cole. You know, the cream rises to the top. And that is what Adam Cole is. and and to think how that how and that's against the odds, you know, that's mm-hmm. in systems and companies Always that has been. he wasn't supposed to succeed in. What about one that really allows him to succeed? That people I do don't know support? if it will. I mean, he's got he's got a rise to the top, right? But mm-hmm. look the people who were in front of him in the pecking order also run the company. So it's really, really tough, but it's, you know, maybe he signed for two, three, four, five years. I mean, there's time and, mm-hmm. and I have to give it that, right. I have to give it that time. It's, it's interesting. You mentioned the pecking order and I, and actually, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit, but cause I know you posted a, uh, a headline, an article headline, but just the sheer volume of talent that's been added to the company's roster is is concerning to me because there's a lot of names that have that have been brought in particularly within the last six months and i worry about who who fall who falls by the wayside Mm -hmm. um especially out of that kind of quote-unquote homegrown list like what happens to hangman adam page that's the first one on the list yep what what happens to darby allen after that now that he's lost he's got staying yeah but um and even some of the guys that have come on like you know i know miro's a champion right now andrade is is, is doing nothing doing nothing although he finally Um, gets his match with match with Pac on it i mean what about i just had it now all of Team Taz. Yep. Yes. Where the yes. where are they now? Like, right. Ever since Ricky Starks won the FTW Championship from Brian Cage, what have they been doing? Mm-hmm. Watching pay per views and seeing yeah. other guys debut. I mean, I've been complaining about it from day one. FTR, my favorite tag team, the greatest tag team, mm-hmm. walking God's green earth. Nothing. Right. They weren't even there. It was reported that they weren't even at the pay-per-view because some talent went, went ahead and went home. Andrade is liking tweets and comments of people complaining about his airtime. 
Right. All's not perfect in Dude Guy Pro. Correct. Well, it's not. No, yeah. no. Like, like all's not perfect. Everyone <laughs> thinks it is. The oh, IWC goodness. thinks it is. And, and they're going to criticize someone like an Andrade if he complains because like, right. he's in Dude Guy Pro. He can't complain. And, well, and Hangman Page, like, and maybe he, Hangman Page will come back and we'll still get the shot. I mean, his wife's due, but, and that's what you've even, but you've even, but you've even said even before all this happened that Hangman Page, what well, you compared him to what Naito in New Japan, mm-hmm. that that he's just going to be, he's going to be the guy yeah. about two years too late and never quite actually be the guy. That's what it feels like. And, that's my and concern. It, and I think that I think that does get amplified. When you look at the attention that even just this past month has really has really garnered for, you know, the arrival of CM Punk. And then this past weekend um, and, and he was the one guy from AEW when we did our little draft. He's the one I picked. Yeah. Like you speaking, speaking of like our guys, he was kind of my guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not feeling like he's not feeling like even a guy at this point. No, well, it's it's also looking at everyone from that original, maybe class, if you want to say, or inception, and and even those first big sign-ons, you know, um, like a Brian Cage, you know, that was a big deal when mm-hmm. he he came on board, and everyone else he brought on has been a big deal, but now it's almost like, uh, maybe you'll appreciate this analogy patrick but maybe it feels like a little bit of the collector syndrome just collecting right. mm-hmm. you know they they've grabbed people like mark henry and paul why even though they're in in you know very designated roles they got sting they got christian cage they got john moxley you know they got miro they they and that's and more possibly to come you know and and maybe that's well, also where are they gonna go that's the well, problem. That's the th- yeah, that's the thing. That's like, the that's problem. The this is Nitro. This is WCW all over That's again. the high. The high is bringing them in so people can have the pop. That, oh, my gosh, they're here. And then. Tony Khan's a horrible it, booker. Like, this is going to come back to bite them. Like, basically, it, he went to John Mox and said, what do you want? And John Mox just said, just let me wrestle anybody Japanese. And that's all he's been doing since right. losing the title. Oh, yeah. we And we forgot. We didn't even really talk about. Um, I mean, we mentioned that he showed up, but uh, shoot, I'm losing the name. Who showed up to challenge Moxley? Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki. That's what I was, I was like. I, I on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, who's not even like, signed to New Japan anyway, and, right. and came out, and he's and that's going to happen, and and it'll be short term. All the Japan stuff's always short term with them because then they got to go back and quarantine right, right. for two weeks in Japan. Like it's how right. how that works. Um, but yeah, and and here's the bigger thing. And, and I said this when AEW first started. People said I was crazy. When some of these initial signees contracts come due, what are they going to do? Are they going to resign or are they going to look to go to WWE? Because, yeah, right now WWE is not signing anybody like that. But you don't think they don't know people's contract terms? They know people's contract terms. They know the contract. Right. Most people in AEW were signed to three-year deals when this thing started. Like, those are going to come up in the next two years. And... Ricky Starks and Brian Cage complained like crazy. They weren't promoted for their match in Austin, Texas, which is where they're both draws. Like they both complained about yep. it publicly. And it's really haven't seen much of them since, uh, at least not on dynamite. <clears throat> and it, it's, it, what about like, what about the women? Like Hikaru Shida literally loses her women's championship and hasn't been on dynamite since like, 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 no, like nothing because it's the flavor of the month. You know, Britt Baker and then Thunder Rosa is going to be a challenger next year. And then Ruby Soho has to win, you know, has to win Casino Royale because every Joker ever has always won Casino Royale and never won in their title. Show. Right. So and that's what's going to happen to Ruby Soho. You think she's going to beat Britt Baker? She's not going to beat Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to happen. And, well, and and I'm just also curious, too, like how far out in advance do they do they plan these things? Because of the fact that, like. Yeah, Ruby Soho became available after she was released for W with WWE. Who did they originally think they wanted to have win? Um, you know, and when all these contracts I mean, and who knows, and like releases I think, happen, well, I think they plan certain things out far in advance, and other things are put together right. later. That's just how it works. I mean, that's not even a criticism. Yeah. That's just the business. 
And no, but I, I think just... that too, like because of all those things, when when this new opportunity comes up or another release happens or, you know, whatever, maybe some are a lot more drawn out like an Adam Cole um, that were a lot more planned. And some may be, hey, they were released from WWE. We think we could utilize yeah. them. You know, I think that's that's just more of the contrast of someone who's a little bit right. more long term compared to someone who was, you know, more recently released. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, we can have we have a place for them. But I think, you know, again, that is just I'm I'm curious as how much of a challenge well, that is in long term planning when, you know, someone pops up that they just can't resist to sign right. and that becomes that flavor of, you know, the month. Well, and how that's, does that, it's hard. Because you brought it up with Ruby Soho, and one thing we know about them, and one thing that I will never entertain any other thoughts is they're terrible at booking women. Like they just are. Oh god, yeah. Like they, they're horrible at booking women, and so I guarantee you, look, they're so bad at booking women that Tony Khan put Sky Blue in the Casino Royale after the match was already full, and then had to come up with a storyline reason to take Julia Hart out of it so he could still have his Joker and Ruby Soho. Like, like, like he's not as Matt great at this as he guys. says he is. What's that? Well, math is hard. Math is well, hard. Well, it's not even math. It's not even math is hard. This just comes down to a fundamental, like you said, they can't book. They just don't care to book. It. It's like it's yeah. like tag team wrestling in the WWE. They don't care to book tag team wrestling in the WWE, so it's never really all that great. And even then, I would say there's more intentionality to it than we just don't like it because it's not important. Right. It's clear. But actually, it is pretty important. Like, right. Riddle and, and Randy Orton are about to defend their belts against the world champion and, and MVP next week. Right. And that's going to be some good stuff. Um, because contrary to what everybody says, the WWE isn't putting out an, an absolute garbage show. No. Every, they did great every things week. on and SmackDown with Finn Balor last week. My goodness. Like, so much of it. And it wouldn't shock me if a knee-jerk reaction happens and we get a rematch and Brock Lesnar costs Roman Reigns the title to the demon, Finn Balor. Like... It's going to be an MSG on Friday. Like you just never know what what they might do. Um, So I got a few different things that I want to get into and I'm trying to figure out the best way. Um, We'll just get some initial thoughts before. Speaking of like haphazard booking. Yeah, exactly. The show. So CM Punk said he isn't Hogan or Savage and, and Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Anderson, Adam Cole aren't Hall and Nash going to WCW. He said it's bigger than that. No. But okay. Miranda, what about you? Yeah, no. You know, it may feel bigger in the moment because he's living in that moment. But it's He's not. like every other fanboy. Yeah. It's bigger than that because he wants it to be bigger than that. that well, he's nice. always wanted to think that he's bigger than that, too. Well, like, yeah. I mean, you know, how, you know how I feel about Phil. I do he, not he feel get about mad Phil. At me. He, 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 and I feel actually that I'm okay calling him Phil after you have now disowned Adam Cole. Like, I feel like we're, we're I haven't disowned him. No, oh, you've uh, you just renounced, renounced him. him. Yeah, denounced. Yeah, you, renounced. you renounced him. Um, but this has always been my fundamental problem with the guy, is that you're—he's a very good performer. He was like, I enjoyed his work. I enjoyed his work in ROH. I enjoyed his work in the WWE. He's an asshole. He—I don't think he really values fans as much as he says he does. I use. Um, I. I think I think that he's very good at lip service. I think that it's outstanding to me. You talking about like people talk about highlights of their career that we talk about these horrible injustices of the WWE when you held their top title for over four hundred plus four hundred and twenty four and got days. and got to hold the show hostage on more than one gave them gave him a mic and let him go. And that redid the whole summer enough. of punk angle that Ring of Honor did. Just redid the whole thing. Right. And you were and you were miserable doing it, and now you're you're happy again. Got to beat like John you, Cena in Chicago, and then run out through the crowd and leave. Right, right. You like he he can sit there and say like like to say that you're bigger than Hogan and Savage is that's what you're saying? At least it, saying that that move is, is bigger than Hogan and Savage's moves, yeah. Which is crazy. It's like pat, it's, just crazy. it's patently ridiculous when it is. When Hogan left the WWE and showed up to a ticker tape parade in the w- in WCW, that that made actual like national news, mm-hmm. like like 
covered on CNN sort of shit. CM Punk like, got some was, attention. He even got ESPN attention. Like, and in this day and age, it's different. But, than yeah, but ESPN is, pay, yeah, but it's a different sort of attention. Like, we pay attention to wrestling now. Yeah. Like every everything that happens. Like every time Brock Lesnar pops up, you get a you get an ESPN news story. Of course, so you didn't see it. Yeah, you didn't see it on like Good Morning America. You know, where there there wasn't that crossover uh, uh, notoriety for it. Um, Wrestling fans knew, and wrestling fans cared, but that's all who cared. Exactly. Is it really going to bring more people? And, then, We're gonna get and this gets into a, another thing that I know you want to talk about, but to, to then also extrapolate to Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and comparing them to Hall and Nash, who, when they jumped, were, it was very pointed what they were doing and turned literally actually turned an industry upside down on its mm-hmm. ear. Everybody knew Brian Danielson was, was going to, to AEW. Like, that was... As bad a kid's secret as Punk yeah. returning. A lot of people Punk knew even Adam said he was Cole. going. There were yes chants right. on Punk yeah. interview, and he was like, you're going to have to wait till Sunday for that. He literally revealed to people oh. that it was happening at All Out. Probably and, and the thing, And the thing that was special and, and was groundbreaking was Hall and Nash, or uh, yeah, Hall and Nash showing up on Nitro and actually then going after the WWE yeah. in, in head-to-head hours and saying, you know, we're here to break this down. And at the time, as they as as the invasion angle before they got cease and desisted to to no end, like right. really felt like some sort of hostile takeover ground. Like we're coming after mm-hmm. this company to to destroy it. Whereas this like that's not what we saw yet on Sunday. We saw two guys debut in relatively pedestrian ways in very especially one of them. Ways. Yes, especially one of them, but both of them, where it's like, who's going to challenge? Who's going to challenge the champ now? Okay, well, it's going to be apparently Daniel Bryan Danielson after we head faked you with Adam Cole. Um, like, that's not a special debut. No. That's not, that's not unique. What Hall I suggested. Ran through a crowd and people thought he was leaping a guardrail and legitimately causing right. a riot. What I suggested show. for Adam Cole would have been a better debut. Because at least there yeah. would have been some shock. Well, yeah. Again, I think it was more just getting the reaction. They just wanted. That's all they want. Uh, they just they want wanted the pop. pop. They I want understand. the theme song, they and they want they the fans to, to love do it. Any of that, yeah, you didn't need to do any of that because that crowd was so primed and ready to go. And this yeah. is this is the thing about that. that. Like, I still don't feel like they've created a new fan. No. Yeah. Not at all. They're not even trying I think to. They, I think they, either, they I don't think even they say they're trying to. Their fans. They say they're going after the lapsed fan. They're not trying to create a new fan. And, and right. I mean, can they really get the laps fan? I don't know. Savage is dead. So you can't get that laps fan. Like what laps fans are you really getting? They're trying to get the attitude era laps fans. And I get that. Um, right. they already have them. Like they really do. Um, yeah. I, I had some other things I want to do. I might save them for the hashtag Miranda show because I do want to get to, um, I actually had a plan for, for this. So let me, uh, let me go to and actually use it for what I had a plan for. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We can take more than three minutes on this, because I'm going to use it to talk about something else. But Chris Jericho, since all this went down, by the way, had a big match on All Out. Um, good thing he didn't have to retire after all that, because no one would care. Um, because even Jericho's been upstaged by all this. He has said that AEW Dynamite will outdraw Raw in the ratings in six months. Patrick O'Dowd. Let's let you go first, then Miranda, then me. No. No, I no. You can't outdraw until you're going head to head anyway. So why are you making that fucking argument? And I'm but gonna, in 2021, nobody would go head to head. Like they just wouldn't. The network wouldn't let you do yeah. that. The so no, you're not. You're 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 at half the audience right now. You're gonna gain another million viewers. You're gonna pull a million viewers away from Raw and SmackDown. Not even away from them because you either yeah. got to cause their ratings. Yeah. And no, he only says Raw. No one's touching SmackDown because SmackDown's this on network television. Show. SmackDown's doing amazing. In the ratings right. and in the demos. Like, that is a slam dunk. And who's there? Yeah. The greatest wrestler walking God's green earth, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But 
Chris Jericho said AEW out draw raw. And and I just say, you know, obviously you can't I've I've often said you can't compare shows on different nights because networks don't care about it. advertisers only care how you do against the same shows on the same night. Advertisers don't care how Raw is doing against Raw in ninety seven. They care how Raw is right. doing against the number two and number three. They care how Raw's gonna perform when Monday night football's back. That's what they care about. But Miranda, any thoughts on that? Chris Jericho said they're gonna outdraw well, Raw. It, it just it just is apples and oranges. You're comparing two different nights, even two different audiences. At yeah. the end of the day, as we just mentioned, WWE is not focused on getting that lapsed wrestling fan or the wrestling fan. They're trying to bring in a new fan base. That is what their intention is each and every week. They're trying to get, you know, more women, more children, more families, more grown men to come to their product. And so it's hard to me. It's just, it's just not very comparable because they're right. going after, they're on different nights, different networks, different audiences. And so, and so what too? And like, so what? And what? So what if, if in this ideal world that, that he has, so what if you did? Yeah. It's what a, does that I mean, prove? Like they that, would care. What are you and trying it, to it would, it would matter. And, and I think it is going to matter. But here's the thing. Everybody all over social media, because the IWC is heavily leans towards AEW, is saying that they've jumped immediately to AEW is now winning the war. Now, Patrick, you and our friend Rob Burnett have already had some good comments about this, about AEW winning the war and the fans thinking AEW is winning the war. I mean, I just – I'm trying to think of how best to say it. I, I, th- I think it's it's funny because I think only one side's fighting it, first of all. Um, and I also just, I don't know why fans are so desperate for it. Like, like and, and it is this IWC group, like this Twitter. Like, that was the thing is my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed was just all about, like, how's the WWE going to respond? you got to deal with Raw tomorrow? Oh, my gosh, you got to sit through that? What what is Vince gonna do? I somebody and a couple of people I didn't even engage because somebody's like, well, what's Vince gonna put out now? Or what what are you gonna get on Raw tomorrow? I was like, whatever Vince puts out, like they're gonna keep furthering their stories because they're not gonna be reactionary to this, and there's no impetus to really push it. Uh, and so I just don't one I don't think there needs to be a war. Two, I don't really still think there is a war. Other than you now have two products, it's like Pepsi and Coke. They're in the same genre, but they're not. They're not. They're not the same product. And one one is very very targeted, and the other one I feel is is attempting a broader audience that just doesn't like that. They, they're just not. They're not sweating that. They're not in panic mode because Daniel Bryan and and Adam Cole showed up on the same night. They're two guys that, you know, yeah, they tried to keep Adam Cole. I don't think they tried that hard to keep Daniel Ryan, to be to be honest. Uh, and that's the other thing is they've let a lot of these folks go. Like, I keep seeing this, like, how do you lose such and such? Well, they don't want to be there, most of them, ask for their, their release, so they let them go. That's, that's not losing yeah. a war. I mean, Vince that's, even said on the conference call. Maybe we should give him some more talent. Like he said that. Right. But I got to be honest with you. I think if you're a country and you're being attacked and you pretend there's no war, eventually that's bad news. Like I think sure. – I honestly think we are there. And, and WWE would be foolish. Now, they can't acknowledge it externally. Because that is giving, that is selling. And, and we all know if you listen to any right. Bruce Pritchard podcast, Vince doesn't sell. But not selling the company, but, but selling what his opposition is doing. But they've done a lot. They've added, this is literally WCW all over again. Despite the right. fact that what I shared and what you were talking about was Cody Rhodes saying back in like 2019 or whatever, that they shouldn't go out and get a bunch of XWB stars. They should focus on homegrown talent. Here we are. Uh, Yes. Cody Rhodes. Here the well, bleep it, we are. And Cody <laughs> noticed not even around for any of this. Like no, I really that's, think that's and, and little... I personally think Cody doesn't like a lot of the stuff they're doing. The, I think Cody of all the EVPs, Cody's gonna be the first one to go, in my opinion. And they'll be fine. They'll be fine without that. any of the EVPs at this point. Like well, Tony Khan's putting in place. 
What I think will start to maybe where we see the war really war in quotations is what happens in a war is when you start fighting over the same things. And I think it's not an issue of talent at this point is not so much where WWE still has a plethora of talent to utilize. Maybe in, like, as you said, when contracts start to come up and then AEW is now fighting to keep someone for, you know, to, to prevent them from jumping, that could be much more of a scenario that we see, or they start fighting over something of equal value. And again, that I don't know how that would happen, but it would either be space territory, because that's what a lot of wars are fought over, land, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of presence, whether that's television presence and maybe fighting over. And again, these are all hypotheticals, but this is when I think it would actually start to click as a quote unquote war, you know, or they're all fighting over the same money. And right now the thing too, is that WWE has diversified their portfolio where they have multiple revenue streams. So there's still, that's also why they're not so much interested in this wrestling fan base because the revenue stream is coming from, you know, the new fans that they're bringing in the current fans that they have um, even non fans, you know, the, the, the parents that buy things for their kids, whatever it may be. Right. You know, they diversified in streaming endorsements, all that. Maybe if they ever fought over the same type of, of branding and endorsement, maybe that's where I could see a war happening. But because, you know, I, one thing I saw a lot of social media buzz over is WWE is dead. And it's like that. No, 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 no. That's, yeah, that that to I, me was just a thing that was fairly shocking because it's, it's I, I so know. big. I know that Greg, you know, I, I taught you, we, we talk about other podcasts every now and again, listen to the first 20 minutes of 83 weeks this week. Um, if you have time, because Eric Bischoff, I think lays it down very, very well. Um, because there's a, there's a headline that gets read to him about, you know, W uh, AEW and him saying that they could be a legitimate compare, you know, competition. And Bischoff is like, pump the brakes on this. And he really kind of breaks down how far there really is to go before this really starts to fit into a true threat to the WWE's market share. And he really comes at it from a market share sort of point of view and and kind of the revenue side of it, whether that be the talent stuff, whether that be programming and advertisers and who wants to go there. It's, it's, I thought it was very interesting podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, today, I listened. Oh yeah, because Conrad's a fanboy, especially with AEW. Because but Conrad wasn't the host of the show, which I actually think made it better. Hmm, okay, good. Oh, because like it was, it was a guest. We need that. Um, because Conrad is the reason AEW exists. People tend to forget that. Like he introduced Tony Khan to Cody Rhodes, and and that's something that he's admitted to on on other podcasts. I guess part of their okay WWE as an entity is not ever going to be at war with AEW because WWE, like Miranda said, is too big. And I think P- and people are just going to say WWE because they, they can't. But when you're that big, you're almost like a union of sorts, then a portion of you could be at war. Okay, NXT was at war with Dynamite for a while, and that was just silly because their goals are different. I could see a situation where Raw is under siege or under fire because raw is struggling it's not that good it's three hours long that hurts them Mm -hmm. the ratings have gone down smackdown's on fire and smackdown's amazing and but raw is 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 in a rough spot right now raw is ripe for some effect on this and they don't have to beat raw to even be able to claim some victory of course you got the demos which we know we'll hear all about but whatever but if Raw's ratings continue to go down and, and Dynamite's continue to go up, that's going to be a huge morale boost for one company and a huge morale killer for another. Because the wrestlers know about it. Like, that's the problem. From a business standpoint, maybe not, but the talent in the locker room knows. And that's where we get some of the issues, and that's where you're going to see see some of this. Um, the fans, the vocal minority, all that, that's fine. But I do think it's... I want to say it's silly to dismiss the idea of a war, but it is silly to dismiss. It's not. It's just not a war between WWE as a global entity. Who makes more money from like one international TV deal than AEW is making in the States? But saying that 
AEW is going after Raw, which is what they always talk about. They never talk about SmackDown, but they always talk about Raw. And Raw is right for the pickings, like I said earlier. That, to me, is where we could see a war and where I think there already kind of is one that we don't want to admit that there's there. And, and who knows? That, that's something we argue about lots and lots. But here's the other thing that I'll leave us with. And, and maybe this is why I want to say there's a war. I don't know. The last time there was a legitimate war, it was the best era in wrestling financially and business-wise. And last sure. where we are. And it's good for the business. And I always bring things back to business. I just do that. And if a, the better AEW can do is better for business, the wrestling business as a whole. And I think Vince McMahon, of all people, knows that. That's why he right. made that comment. Maybe we can give him some more people. And, and, and that's where, where I think we're, we possibly are headed in, in this. So, but we are now sitting at over an hour of this show. Lots of great stuff. This is going to be a topic in the future because this ain't going nowhere. And, and whether you want to call it shots fired, whatever you want to call it, this is where we are now. And we could be on the cusp of just something great in the world of pro wrestling in general. And I almost think it's like the pro wrestling arm of WWE because there's so much more than, than pro wrestling. And it's just really something that we're going to have to do a better job. I'm going to have to do a better job of defining as we continue to move forward. But that will wrap things up for this edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. Again, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate Patrick and Miranda serving as my support group because I needed it. And, and we'll see what continues to go forward. Again, I'm open to the feedback that Adam Cole didn't really give me that, you know, trust him as he has risen to the top of every company he's ever been in and, and he can do it in AEW as well. You can find the website, thechairshot.com at on or at chairshot media on all of your forms of social media. I'm at chairshot Greg. Patrick O'Dowd is at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. And Miranda Morales is at the hashtag Miranda Miranda. Where can they pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts? That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. With a change in schedule, you're listening to this Wednesday morning. Tonight, you will have the hashtag Miranda show on Thursday. You will get three-man weave and pot is war. Continue to tune in for all of those. Uh, some other changes will take place, especially with Chair Shot Radio starting next week. It's not going anywhere. Just a little bit of a shift in formatting and, and times, but we'll definitely still be out there for everybody to listen to and enjoy. So continue to, to do that here as we continue to drive this thing forward as part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Until next time, for Patrick O'Dowd, for Miranda Morales, my name is Greg DeMarco, reminding you to do one thing and one thing only. And that's always use your head. Acknowledge me. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.